When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, crypto analyst issues Bitcoin, Ethereum, and altcoin warning after Bitcoin taps, $21,000 explosion. I'll be breaking down the potential bearish scenario as per this analyst. Also in today's show, former FTX US president lashes out at insecure SBF in 49-part Twitter thread rant. That's right. Harrison said that Bankman Free threatened to fire him on the spot and would destroy his professional reputation if he continued to confront the former FTX CEO. Also in today's show, Grayscale replies to the SEC and argues that Bitcoin spot ETF denial is illogical. That's right. Replying to a brief filed by the SEC last month, Grayscale says that converting the Grayscale Bitcoin trust into a spot Bitcoin ETF would greatly benefit traders by unlocking the value and increasing investor protections. Also in today's show, Tron founder Justin Sun ready to invest $1 billion on DCG assets. I'll be breaking this down for you. Also in today's show, what will happen to Bitcoin over the next eight years? I'll be breaking this down as per Michael Saylor in his most recent interview. Also in today's show, top crypto trader predicts a parabolic Bitcoin surge to a new all-time high this year and shares his target. That's right. Credible crypto highlights the Bitcoins in the midst of a long-term bull market and that last year's deep correction is in a five-part uptrend in waves. The popular Elliott Wave practitioner thinks that Bitcoin is now on the verge of starting its fifth wave rally and route to a new all-time high at around $150,000. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome everyone just tuning in. As you can see, we got Bitcoin pumping, currently trading at around $20,900. Today is January 15th, 2023. I'm your host, JV, and this is podcast episode number 1164. Checking out the Market Watch. As you can see Bitcoin up 0.65% for the day. We have Solana up 5.5%. We have Ether up 2%. While some of the alts are finally pulling back, including BNB, XRP, Polkadot, Cardano, Doge, and Litecoin. And checking out CoinMarketCap.com, we can see the current crypto market cap sitting at $984 billion, just shy of that $1 trillion milestone with $45.5 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Current Bitcoin dominance still at 41% even, the same as yesterday, with the Ether dominance at 19.3% and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours. FXS leading the pack of 18% trading just shy of eight bucks followed by Aptos up 15% trading at $8.59 followed by Filecoin up about 14% trading at $4.88 below that we have Lido Dow in the graph and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week massive gains across the entire crypto market we have FTT up a whopping 104% APT 
up 126%. We got Solana up 72%, Comp up 51%. And as you can see, just overall massive gains. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, one of my favorite indicators, shows we're currently rated a 52, which is neutral. And we haven't seen neutral in quite some time. So definitely a good indicator for the bulls. Yesterday was a 46 in fear. Last week, a 25 in extreme fear. And last month, a 29 in fear. So there you have it. Let me know how many of you are currently bullish on the King Crypto as we're just getting this 2020 year, 2023 year kicked off and started. And then let's dive into some Bitcoin technical analysis. First, I'm going to be sharing with you uh, a bearish perspective from an analyst who has been kind of like a perma bear, at least as of recent, where everyone's calling for bullish moves. According to Crypto Capo, Bitcoin is still unsuccessful in breaking its most critical resistance around the 21 and $22,000 area. But yo, just keep in mind, I'm doing the bearish scenario now towards the latter end of the show. I'm going to be doing the bullish scenario with a potential $150,000 target for the King Crypto. So please keep that in mind. Here, quoting him here, market is bouncing more than expected. That is a certainty. Now is the bearish scenario invalidated? I'm going to explain why I think that new lows are still likely. Bitcoin is still testing major resistance. Weekly close will be the key, but there is no bullish confirmation yet. And he shares this chart. Capo says that the similar resistance is present in the charts of Ethereum, the total crypto market cap total, and the total altcoin market cap, which is others. He doubles down on the bearish price targets for all instruments, including $600 for ETH. Quoting him here, this is also clear on ETH total and others. How many of you think we can see a potential Ethereum target of 600 bucks? Let me know in the comments. Now, here's some other of the charts which he had to share. The trader veteran also sees a weakness in the stock market, which has mostly held a directional correlation with cryptos over the past several years. He says the S&P 500 is forming a repetitive or repetitive lower highs and predicts that this quarter's earning season doesn't turn out so well for most big companies listed in the index. As he shares here, traditional markets down trend is intact too. SPX keeps forming lower highs all the time and earnings session is expected to be bad. Now, Capo's chart suggests about a 22% drop in the S&P 500, which is closed on Friday at 3,999 points. Now, yesterday I asked crypto Twitter, has Bitcoin bottomed? And the majority of you said 31.7%. No, expecting lower. I'm sorry, 42% of you said yes, 15.7 was the bottom. Then 31% of you said no, expecting lower and 26% of you said unsure and plan B had a similar poll. He asked Bitcoin 20,700 is and 40% of you said a bull trap. Uh, 33% of you said don't know, show the results. And 26% of you said the start of a new bull market. And I also want to share the most recent tweet from Plan B from 57 minutes ago, as he shares here, Bitcoin playing catch up with the S&P. S&P implied Bitcoin price $54,000. So there you have it. Pretty exciting times for crypto, to say the least, which takes us to our next story of the day. Let's discuss the latest with what is going on between the FTX and Bankman Freed debacle and also with their uh, former FTX U.S. president lashing out against him. Former FTX U.S. president Brett Harrison has lashed out at Bankman Freed for manipulating and threatening colleagues who propose solutions to reorganize FTX U.S.'s management structure. Harrison shared his experiences with Bankman Freed and FTX U.S. on December 14th, ultimately explaining how he was hired casually over text in March of 2021 after working together at a New York-based trading firm, Jane Street, for a few years. But six months into Harrison's tenure at FTX US, cracks began to form between the two. 
He said, despite recalling Bankman-Fried to be a sensitive and intellectually curious person at first, Harrison said he saw total insecurity and intransigence in Bankman-Fried when confronted with conflict, particularly when Harrison suggested FTX US establish separate branches for its executive, developer, and legal teams, quoting him here, and this is 16 out of 49. I saw in that early conflict his total insecurity and intransigence when his decisions were questioned, his spitefulness and the volatility of his temperament, I realized he wasn't who I remembered. Harrison added that he wasn't sure what accounted for the dramatic change in Bankman-Fried's erratic behavior, though he suspected mental health issues have been a contributing factor. And part of the irrational behavior, Harrison describes, includes a series of gaslighting and manipulation tactics that Bankman-Fried used against Harrison and other colleagues in their bids to clean up FTX US corporate mess. Harrison also recalled his last attempt to fix FTX US organization issues with Bankman- Freed, claiming that he threatened to destroy my professional reputation if a formally apology wasn't received. Sounds about accurate. Quitting him here. In response, I was threatened on Sam's behalf that I would be fired and Sam would destroy my professional reputation. I was instructed to formally retract what I have written and to deliver an apology to Sam that had been drafted for me. And as for the fraud charges now laid against Bankman Freed and other FTX colleagues, Harrison said he was blinded by the firm's alleged commingling and misuse of billions of dollars of customer funds, quoting him here. I never could have guessed that underlying these kinds of issues, which I have seen at other more mature firms in my career and believe not to be as fatal to business success, was multi-billion dollar fraud. If any of us had suspected, let alone learned the truth, we would have reported them immediately, he added. Now, Bankman Freed was, as we all know, granted bail after posting $250 million bond guarantee and pleading not guilty to all eight criminal charges laid against him on January 3rd. Now, Harrison stepped down as the FTX U.S. president back on September 27th, about five weeks before the FTX catastrophically collapsed, where he stated that he moved into an advisory role. So there you have it. Obviously, they're going to continue to be pointing fingers and blaming each other. But Bankman-Fried being called out, I think, is a great thing as it's time for him to take some responsibility and accountability. Let me know if you agree or disagree and how do you feel this is likely to play out. Holla at your boy. With that being shared, now let's discuss our next break-in story of the day. And that's what's going on between the Grayscale ETF and uh, the SEC. Crypto hedge fund Grayscale is telling the US SEC that its denial of a Bitcoin ETF is illogical. And I agree with Grayscale. Replying to a brief filed by the SEC last month, Grayscale says that converting the Grayscale Bitcoin trust into a spot Bitcoin ETF would greatly benefit traders by unlocking value and increasing investor protections, quoting Grayscale here. For more than 850,000 investors, converting GBTC to a spot Bitcoin ETF would unlock over four billion dollars of value by providing the regulatory relief necessary for the product to simultaneously create and redeem shares, thereby enabling uh, arbitrage to address both premiums and discounts of the shares as compared to the net asset. This conversion would also subject trading into GBDC to heighten regulatory standards and enhance investor protections. The SEC's reluctance to further bring Bitcoin into the regulatory perimeter through a spot Bitcoin ETF has been prevented or prevented the U.S. investors from gaining the Bitcoin investment exposure they both want and deserve. They make a lot of great points here. Now, Grayscale first sued the SEC in June of 2022 and in October 2022 
filing, the firm alleged that the regulatory agency was displaying bias when it rejected the hedge fund's bid for a Bitcoin ETF in June. I look at it from the perspective of the investors. Is this good and in the best interest of the investors? I think so. Let me know your thoughts in the comments. In the lawsuit, Grayscale claims that the SEC's approval of other Bitcoin-related projects, such as its approval of a Bitcoin futures ETF on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, is inconsistent with its rejection of Bitcoin ETFs. And in the official court filing, Grayscale refers to the SEC's decision to grant a future Bitcoin ETF on the CME based on its level of security as illogical because the same type of security would be needed to operate a Bitcoin ETF. Quoting them here, the order in this case is arbitrary to its core, its central premise that the exchange's surveillance sharing agreement with the CME provides adequate protection against fraud and manipulation in the Bitcoin futures market, but not the spot market. It's illogical. Any fraud or manipulation in the spot market would necessarily affect the price of Bitcoin futures, thereby affecting the net value of the asset of an ETP, which is an exchange-traded product, holding either spot Bitcoin or future Bitcoin or Bitcoin futures, as well as the price investors pay for such an ETP's shares. So there you have it. How do you feel this is likely to wind? Much respect to Grayscale for filing a lawsuit against the SEC. But as we all know, now the SEC is clapping back and filed a lawsuit more recently against Gemini, uh, which is an exchange owned by the Winklevoss twins, as well as uh, DCG, which is the digital uh, currency group. So it'll be interesting, but let me know your, your thoughts. Now, obviously, if we had a spot Bitcoin ETF in the US, this would be absolutely fantastic as a way to protect investors and also create more of a thriving market as it puts more um more trust uh, back in the marketplace. But unfortunately, the regulators, such as Gary Gensler and the SEC, for some odd reason, they don't want any spot Bitcoin ETF anytime soon. They'd rather have futures ETFs, which they can manipulate, therefore, the market price, which we have been witnessing over the past couple of years. But with that being shared, now let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss $1 billion digital currency group assets, which could be acquired by Justin Sun. Well, at least that's what the headline reads. So let's break this down. The digital currency group, the parent firm of struggling crypto lender Genesis, is liquidating some of its holdings. Tron founder and Chinese crypto entrepreneur Justin Sun is prepared to invest $1 billion to acquire the network. In a recent interview with Reuters, Sun, the founder of Tron, said depending on DCG's assessment of the situation, he would be willing to spend up to $1 billion in the DCG's holdings. Now, Genesis is a part of DCG, and its clients are owed about $3 billion. The company's lending arm stock withdrawals November 16th, citing extreme market dislocation. This happened after the crypto exchange FTX filed bankruptcy. And as such, Reuters required assistance in determining Sun's financial status. DCG is a $50 billion asset management firm that is estimated to be worth $10 billion back in 2021. And current estimates places Sun's net worth anywhere from a quarter billion to $3 billion, depending upon the consideration given to traditional assets and cryptocurrencies. Now, recent events have seen Sun promise billions in rescue funding to the collapse FTX, but he still needs to execute. And similarly, Sun announced support for Binance's industry recovery fund. So it seems he just wants to have his funds 
everywhere. Now, despite numerous requests for comment on the recent events and Sun's expressed interest, DCG remains silent. Earlier this month, Genesis, a DCG subsidiary, said it would be cutting its personnel by 30% as a result of the current economic situation. Companies associated with both Sun and DCG are facing difficulties right now. In an open letter published early 2023, Gemini co-founder and twins Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss demanded Genesis refund its $900 million debt to Gemini Earn. Cameron then intensified the public spat by requesting that DCG CEO Barry Silbert be removed from the position. And as a result, Gemini Earn, a close partner of Genesis, seized withdrawals and formally shut down on the same day as DCG subsidiary, which later officially became defunct on January 8th. And although Silbert has tried to put some space between his company and the Genesis problems, the company is reportedly considering selling assets to cover Genesis's $3 billion debt. Genesis was one of the first companies to suffer from the FTX breakout, freezing withdrawals from its lending platform in the middle of November. And since then, it has come to light that the company considered filing for bankruptcy and hence retain restructuring advisors. Reports also suggest the company tried and failed to raise $1 billion in rescue funding, while a spokesperson for the firm said those reports were out of date and that the firm had been engaged in quite positive negotiations as recently as late November. So there you have it. Do you think Justin of or Justin Sun, the uh, co-founder or founder of Tron, will likely invest that $1 billion and own a piece of DCG in their assets? Let me know in the comments right down below. Me personally, I feel that is unlikely to unfold, but we'll see how it plays out. With that being shared, now let's break down the latest Michael Saylor interview where he breaks down what Bitcoin will look like over the next eight years. Let's discuss it. Saylor, the co-founder and executive chairman of American business intelligence firm, MicroStrategy, the first publicly traded company to put Bitcoin on its balance sheet, has shared what he thinks will happen to the king crypto in the next eight years while outlining how it will come into play. In this new interview, the founder and CEO of Swan Bitcoin, Corey Clipson, noted that he sees Bitcoin becoming a global store of value by 2031. Here we go. According to him, institutional adoption is one of the first drivers of the digital assets global store value status in the coming years. The Bitcoin proponent believes that institutional adoption is possible through the utterances of the United States Commodity Futures Trading Commission, as well as the SEC and decisions by traditional financial institutions. Saylor mentions some traditional financial institutions, such as BlackRock, which is the largest in the world. Another is Fidelity, that are beginning to embrace Bitcoin in recent times due to its potential despite uh, previously distancing themselves from the asset. The MicroStrategy co-founder cited the explosive growth of the Lightning Network as another factor that will make the digital asset a global store of value. And the Lightning Network is a layer two solution built on the Bitcoin protocol to make transactions faster and cheaper. And interestingly, MicroStrategy plans to develop applications powered by the Lightning Network that can reach millions of users. Let's go. And according to Saylor, developing killer apps like Lightning Wallets that move digital dollars and Bitcoin and swaps in and out of local currency will create massive demand for the asset. As he shares here, I just described this as in 1991, you had TCP IP and we had the internet, but not many people used it. And then in 94, you had Net Netscape browser. And now that was a killer app for the internet. And pretty soon you had 100 million people download that browser and caught fire. He said the billionaire also notes that the macroeconomic headwinds such as the U.S. Fed's interest rate hikes are major factors that will help Bitcoin achieve a global store value status. Now to tame inflation, the Fed raised the federal fund rate several 
or seven times just last year in 2022, with more expected to happen this year. Saylor stated that inflation would decrease once the Fed reduces its interest rate hikes, which will be a marketing driver for the leading crypto. And according to the MicroStrategy Executive Chairman, the combo of these factors will play out against the new reality. Bitcoin is the only digital commodity. It is the only crypto asset, and there is no second best crypto asset. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the Giga Chad, Michael Saylor. And with that being shared, now let's dive in to the bullish story you've all been waiting for for the day. And that's a $150,000 prediction for the King Crypto this year in 2023 before the halving. Let's break it down. Popular crypto strategist is predicting a parabolic rally for the King Crypto this year. Now that Bitcoin has broken a key psychological resistance at 20 G's, synonymous analyst Credible Crypto tells his 335,000 Twitter followers that he believes the floor for Bitcoin of this bit market, or <laughs> sorry, he believes that the floor for Bitcoin in this a bear market is officially in. 21.5 uh, has been breached on the futures exchange. Uh, and spot exchanges have hit just shy of 21.5, but I have seen what I need to. It is on. The bottom is officially in, in my opinion. Watch 18,000s for a pullback if we get one. Let me know if you agree with the analyst that the bottom is likely in. And according to him, a move above 21.5 would signal a fresh bull market for Bitcoin that can propel the king crypto to a fresh all-time high in the coming months, quoting him here. And here we go. The next impulse has either begun or is imminent. And Bitcoin dominance is beginning to spike off the teal region, as expected, expecting a mega run in dominance as Bitcoin rallies to new all-time high over the next six months or so. So there you have it. The strategist also says that Bitcoin's current market structure appears to be flashing September 2020 vibes when Bitcoin consolidated around 9,000 before exploding to 60,000. As he shares in these charts, it's happening again. Deja vu. Let's go. Now, Credible highlights that Bitcoin's in the midst of a long-term bull market and that last year's deep correction is part of a five-wave up trend. The popular Elliott Wave practitioner thinks that the King Crypto is now on the verge of starting its fifth wave rally and route to a new all-time high at around $150,000 as outlined here in this chart, quitting him here. Who is ready for the fifth wave to new all-time highs in 2023? Let me know if you're one of those guys. Now, Elliott Wave Theory is an advanced technical analysis approach that attempts to predict future price action based on crowd psychology that tends to manifest in waves. The theory states that a bullish asset goes on a five-wave rally where waves one, three, and five are marked by strong surges. And at this time, we have Bitcoin currently trading at around 20,900, suggesting upside potential of more than 623% for the king crypto. And now I actually want to show you um, a recent tweet from Plan B, which was uh, pretty cool. Uh, he actually shared this yesterday. My two Satoshis on the Bitcoin price, November 2022 low of 15.5 was the bottom. Bitcoin has crossed the short-term hodler and will rise into the 2024 halving and subsequent 2025 bull market. Several on-chain signals confirm short-term hodler signal. 2024 halving will be greater than $32,000 and the 2025 bull market will be greater than $100,000. And then someone chimed in. 1 million is a bull market. 100,000 is a comfort blanket. And here's where Plan B responded. In fact, I think the bull market range will be between a hundred thousand and a million dollars. But many people don't understand the wide margins or the volatility that creates them. So I pinned it at indeed a comfortable one hundred. 
$1,000. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with these bullish price predictions from Credible Crypto of $150,000 Bitcoin price for this year or with Plan B's bullish price predictions of between $100,000 and a million in 2025. Holla at your boy and let me know in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.